0: You're listening to Policy Currents, a weekly podcast from the RAND Corporation. I'm Evan Banks.
1: And I'm Deanna Lee. Every Friday, we bring you new insights from RAND's latest research and commentary. It's July 12th.
0: As we've discussed on previous episodes, RAND has been studying what we call truth decay, the diminishing role of facts and analysis in American public life. One thing that's driving this concerning phenomenon is today's increasingly complex information environment. There are more sources of information than ever before, the line between fact and opinion is blurring, and in some cases, disinformation is actively being spread. A new Truth Decay report out this week examines whether media literacy might be a tool to help overcome some of these challenges. Specifically, we ask, could media literacy education help people become more discerning about the content that they consume, create, and share? The authors found evidence to suggest that media literacy can influence how people consume and create information, but much more research is needed to understand what methods of media literacy education are the most effective. To find this report, and to read up on the rest of our Truth Decay work, visit rand.org truthdecay truth decay, and we'll have more new Truth Decay research soon.
1: It takes more than good teachers and textbooks to give students the education they deserve. Our research shows just how important school principals are, too. We recently evaluated the Wallace Foundation's Principal Pipeline Initiative, which was implemented in six large urban school districts across the U.S. Schools that participated in this program pursued a set of activities that focused on hiring, training, evaluating, and supporting school leaders. Overall, the results showed that principal pipelines are feasible, affordable, and effective. Students in pipeline schools outperformed their peers by six percentage points on reading tests. In math, they scored nearly three points better. And the cost of running a principal pipeline amounted to about one-half of one percent of a school district's budget. Here's Rand Susan Gates, who led the study. Our study's findings were particularly exciting because a lot of evaluations of education interventions find no effect or even a negative effect. It's incredibly rare for um, evaluations, especially of district-wide initiatives, to show any evidence of positive effects. So not only did we find positive effects on student achievement, this was for an initiative that was very broad-based. Um, Many of the initiatives for which there is evidence of positive effects on student achievement are narrowly focused. But this was a district-wide intervention that benefited students across the district. To learn more about the impact of the Principal Pipeline Initiative and to read one principal's story, check the show notes or visit the RAND blog.
0: It's widely known that more and more parents are financially helping their unemployed adult children, but what are the effects on the parents themselves? A new RAND study finds that deciding to help an adult child in this way may not result in the best financial outcome for parents. This is because parents offset the costs by changing their behavior. In particular, they spend less money on food, work more, and save less for retirement. At the individual level, most of the changes were small. But as lead author Catherine Edwards notes, the problem is what this means in the aggregate. Quote, When the labor market risk of one generation is informally insured by another, the older generation may be putting their retirement security at risk. And the younger generation has insurance that depends on how willing and wealthy their parents are. This is a trademark of basic economic inequality.
1: Ever played Pokemon Go? If not, you've probably at least heard about it. It's the mobile app that uses geolocation to steer people toward various real-world locations, where they encounter fantasy world creatures. It's probably the most famous example of augmented reality, or AR. Pokemon Go wasn't designed to increase physical activity, but an evaluation showed that the game increased the step counts of people who played it by an average of nearly 1,500 steps a day. Given that the average American child spends more than six hours each day playing games or using apps, that raises some intriguing questions, says Rand's Deborah Cohen. Could AR games be an effective way to get kids outside and moving? And what if developers designed their apps with this goal in mind? Well, some of them already are. One AR company is even working with manufacturers of playground equipment to create playground-based games for kids that combine the virtual world with the physical one. Cohen says it's important to evaluate the effects that these technologies have on kids and their well-being. Skepticism about bringing technology to the outdoors is certainly understandable, she says, but technology isn't going anywhere, so it's useful to consider how it could be used to turn screen time into active time.
0: Late last month, the White House released its Economic Development Plan for the Middle East. The plan didn't mention the political context in the region. It also didn't address the difficult issues specific to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. According to RAND experts, this approach is, quote, like trying to sell a car without an engine. Why? Because an economic strategy that doesn't address core political issues would have no governing entity to put it into effect. RAND research from over a decade ago provides deeper insights into this issue. We studied what it would take to establish a viable Palestinian nation, if a two-state solution were ever reached. Our research offered ideas across several sectors—security, education, healthcare, water, and transit. The spine of these ideas was an arc-shaped infrastructure corridor that connected the cities of the West Bank to one another and to Gaza. The ARC, as it was named, imagined an infrastructure corridor that included light rail and roads, as well as accommodations for utilities, telecommunications, and public recreation space. Although our researchers didn't consult with the team led by senior White House advisor Jared Kushner, the administration's plan does lay out an infrastructure corridor that is similar to Rand's ARC project. But again, the problem is the politics. According to our experts, any successful economic development for the Palestinians is entirely predicated on a stable, mutually agreed solution to the conflict with Israel on land, resources, and sovereignty. It will also demand strong support from the international community. Right now, all of that appears to be missing from the U.S. plan.
1: This week is National Summer Learning Week. And with many summer days still ahead, it's a good time to revisit Rand's body of research on the importance of education all year round. Rand has conducted a number of studies on the summer slide, when kids lose knowledge and skills during the summer months. We found that this loss is cumulative over the course of a child's development. And the summer slide disproportionately affects low-income students, widening the achievement gap between them and their upper-income peers. The good news is that summer learning programs can help. Notably, students experience the biggest benefits when these programs include individualized instruction, parental involvement, and small class sizes.
0: RAND is a nonprofit institution that helps improve policy and decision-making through research and analysis. For more on what we covered this week, check the show notes at rand.org/podcast. See you next week.